Gwe, marhaba, hello, and bonjour. My name is Nizam Farah, and I know you didn't ask, but do you know what really blows my foghorn? Family, friends, humans, welcome to episode 8. Uh, and the title for this one is Iraq, Libya, Syria. What do they have in common? Definitely not sand. Um, this is a very politically controversial conversation. And I do want to start with saying, please, what I do say on this podcast is my opinion. I try my best to look at both sides of the conversation. There are certain conversations I do feel strong about, and I will favor one side of the conversation. This will be one of them. This episode will be me favoring one side of the coin because it hits home for me. The reason why um, I don't have a place to call home is because of these type of reasons, the, these political reasons. Uh, so let's dive into it. Um, we're going to be talking about these three countries. And the reason why we're going to talk about these three countries is because they have the most relevance to what's happening right now uh, with, uh, let's not call it World War Three. But you guys know what um, what I'm talking about. Uh, let's talk. Let's start a little bit about Iraq. So one episode before this, uh, we did talk about uh, Iraq and Libya, and we did touch about um, these two countries. So yes, Saddam Hussein was he a bad person in many ways? Yes, was he a good person to his people in many ways? No. Um, but what he was trying to do was change the currency for the petroleum so he can better his country and give his people a better life. Hey, as a leader, absolutely. That's what you want. You want your country to thrive. You want your people to be free. You want, their, you want your people to live as kings because that's what leaders do. Dictators, again, this conversation can be controversial. Is Saddam Hussein a dictator? In some ways, yes. But was he a good leader? In some ways, yes. So, <coughs> excuse me. So what did Saddam Hussein want to do? Again, he wanted to change the American petroleum dollar. So he could sell petrol in a different currency to better Iraq. Now that is a big no-no. Because there's two things that the Americans live off of. The American petroleum dollar and war. So Saddam Hussein was headfirst challenging the American petroleum dollar. And what did the Americans do? Well, here we go. We saw what happened years later. Iraq is nothing now. Now, mind you, Iraq is starting to become a democratic country again without Saddam Hussein. Again, that is probably a good thing. Uh, but did it have to go there? Did it have to go to the point where we are going to blame Saddam Hussein for having biological weapons and we are going to hail Mary on him because he is killing his people and blah, blah, and he's a threat to the Middle East and he's a threat to the world? Really? Really? That guy was just trying to make a living for his people. Maybe negotiate with him. Be like, hey, yo. Okay, you have a lot of oil. We can help you with that. Why do we just have to go 
balls deep into a war that really didn't do anything other than cause a bunch of PTSD to veterans and really fuck shit up. I don't get it. But one example. Example number two. We talked about it as well. Libya. Muammar Gaddafi was a pimp. I don't care what anybody says. This guy, wherever he traveled, he wanted to live in a tent. He wanted to have a bunch of women. And I don't know what type of milk he wanted, but it was either camel milk or goat milk. Hey, if you, if you ask me, that's a recipe for an OG pimp. Now, Muammar Gaddafi had his people straight. He had zero debt. His people lived free. They had zero debt. They wanted a house. No problem. You got married, you got money from the government for getting married. You want to have children, you even got more money. Agri agriculture, did you pay for power? Nope. Did you pay for water? Nope. How are you telling me that a gentleman that wanted to make sure that his people live right deserves to die like that? And all he wanted to do was have an African currency to strengthen the African continent and strengthen the African countries. He wanted to make sure that not just his country and his people benefited, but he wanted a whole damn continent to benefit. And look what happened to him. Craziness. He got killed by his own people. Uh, in my opinion, not well-deserved death. And it's crazy because... I just don't understand that when one person wants to, or one leader wants to benefit his people and it doesn't line up with the American dream, then that is called for war. Now look at Libya now, the poorest country in the, one of the poorest countries in the African continent. And that's craziness. A person that wanted to help a whole damn continent that, let's be honest, is already struggling and has been struggling for years. That's what happens. Third example, Syria. Now, my family is originally from Syria, and I still have a lot of family in Syria. I've visited Syria many times, and it's a beautiful country. Beautiful country, beautiful people, amazing food. is just all around a great country. Bashar al-Assad came from a family, let's face it, he came from a family that didn't do the right things, but you know what? They took care of their people, right? Syria is a country that, did, that has zero debt. It does not rely on importing anything because it already has everything. And the people love Bashar al-Assad. Now, Bashar al-Assad, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he actually went and studied optometry in the UK. And that's where his wife is from. His wife was, I believe, in med school, and her dad is one of the top cardiologists in the UK. So he's not a dumb person. And, up, and, and there's another very smart person that didn't think he was a dumb person. And he took over the country after his dad passed away. And again, I have direct ties to Syria. Did Bashar al-Assad do a really good job? Yes, he did an amazing job to his people, and his people loved him. Now, the reason why all this shit's starting to happen in Syria is because Syria has very strong ties to making sure the Middle East has zero influence from the West. 
it's one of the last countries that has faced the West head-on in association with Iran and in association with Russia. Now, another thing, Syria has a lot of petroleum. And the Americans like that. The Americans love oil. Because, again, at the, at the beginning of this conversation, if there's two things that America runs on, is the petroleum dollar and war. They found oil in that country, and Syria was not giving it up quick. So, 12, 13, 14, maybe 15 years later now, a civil war has broke out and has did not cripple the Syrian government, but has really put a big damn dent in their economy and their poverty rates and all the above. Um, now, this is a conversation that uh, I heard from a United States governor, and he was very open about these conversations. Uh, during the civil war in Syria, there was a lot of rape that was happening. Uh, I do not condone that in any way or form, whether you are in war or if you are here in Canada. That is disgusting and shame on you. Shame, shame on you for doing any of that shit. Anywho, a lot of rape was happening and there was a lot of uh, teenagers that were having children. Now, some of these children were being taken away because the younger the child, the more expensive they were. And yes, you are hearing that right. The laws in Syria is if you don't have a mother, the child goes to the father. That's why they were having such an issue with all these children. Saddam uh, Bashar al-Assad, sorry, he actually changed the legislature so children can stay with their mother. If for, for whatever reason, any reason, if there is, a, there is any you know, war rape, whatever the case may be, the child automatically stays with the mom because of what was happening. This is a humane person. He was taking care of his people. Whatever you hear on the news, there's always two sides of the story. I, you know, you probably think Bashar al-Assad is the worst person in the world and he was killing his people and blah, blah, yada, yada. My family's from Syria and that is not true. Again, there might be some lies that were told to me, sure. Or maybe there is some truth to what is being said here in the news. Sure, I'm not going to disagree with that. But it's kind of hard to lie about stuff like this when your family's directly involved in the country that is getting screwed like that. You know, I just find it very hard to have that kind of, uh, those kind of lies circulate when you have a direct source. So friends, you know, we look at these three countries and we see what happened and look at the world right now. China and Russia are going headfirst against the United States and the EU. And China and Russia are challenging the petroleum dollar hard. Like when I say hard, I think that is more of an understatement because the amount of petroleum that is in the hands of brisks has, it, it probably doesn't even come close to what the Americans and the EU can get their hands on. 
a lot at stake right now. But why? Why are we seeing this shift? Why are we seeing all this shit happened? It's because of one thing. The Americans don't know how to keep their hands out of anybody else's pockets. And I'm not saying China and Russia are the best people in the world and they're not doing anything bad. Right? I'm not saying that. But look at these three examples that I gave you. And look what has happened there compared. So pretty much the tables is turned right now. And unfortunately, who's going to get the runt of things is going to be the Americans and us. Which sucks. Because, you know, living in a country like ours where we're the third biggest producers of petroleum in the world and here we are paying $1.46 a liter for gas blows my mind. But it is what it is. Right? Well, friends, that was a big rant. And uh, I must say that uh, all came from the dome. Um, I usually come prepared to some of these episodes, but this one I did not come prepared. And uh, there's, uh, there's a lot that was said. But please, message me. Talk to me. Call me. Call me out. I don't care. I do want to hear your opinion. And I do love to have these kind of conversations with people because this is what makes the world go round. People talking, people having these kind of discussions, and uh, being woke. Well, again, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you, or I guess we'll hear you next time. Cheers. Cheers.